0: Hi, good morning, and welcome to the ZP Vlog and Podcast. So, we like to do the Vlog and Podcast just once a week, really, and it's just a sort of wrap up from the news from ZP for, for the week. So, we did do our um, ZP developer. Well, sorry, our ZP Food Sense webinar. So, we do a weekly webinar. Um, we always say, you know, if you're a customer, of ZP we will support you through um, personalized online training, weekly webinars, and monthly demos. So, with our, that in mind, we did do our weekly webinar. Webinar, rather. And what I find very interesting um, on the food sense product, which is something that, if you come from a chemistry background, in chemistry, if you want to make up a solution of a known concentration, you'll you'll sort of know the mass, you'll know the molecular weight, you'll be able to determine what we call the the moles, and you'll be able to do dissolve those moles into um, a concentration, and you'll kind of get um, molar concentration. You know, we're quite familiar with this. Very interesting when you look at the food industry that when they try to make consistent products. Um, so let's say we talk about the pungency of a ginger shot or the hotness of a chili sauce, they don't have that approach. Um, and you find out well, in fact, they, they may have that approach. They may say, you know, add by weight 50% of um, chili pepper, but because the chili pepper has a variability. In terms of capsaicin or if it's ginger, you um, have a variability in ginger roll in that product. You end up with a very variable product. And so they actually need a more a dynamic approach where they actually measure how much active material is in, them, is in their ingredients. So by active material, how much capsaicin is in the chili or how much ginger is in the um, ginger. And then change the recipe based on how much active materials they actually have. But they don't. Because they're not really measuring um, these active materials very um, often, or, or probably at all. Um, they're probably following the process more by taste, which then means that they don't have they have a real problem with um, consistency of product. I think they, you know, I've even heard the word it's embarrassing, you know, because they they basically have no control. Anyway, so one of the um, let's say good things about Food Sense Generation Four is actually we are able to allow them to measure their incoming materials. Therefore, they should be able to calculate the pungency or the hotness of their product. And then they can actually start doing the preparation of the product and follow that process and measure those active materials in real time so they can come to a consistent product. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, and you're looking to develop products and stuff like this, you do find this, until you start really talking to real customers, you just don't find this kind of material out. So that's the real, let's say, benefit of going to market, meeting with real people, finding out what the real problems are um, when that's going on. And I suppose that's, that's actually the philosophy at Sense It All. At Sense It All, you know, this is our kind of way of getting people to market as quickly as possible. I'm not going to rabbit on about it, but it's really important to actually start interacting with the real end users as quickly as possible and finding out what their objections are. That's just the pure philosophy um, at Zimmer and Peacock. So I'll come off that topic, but a very interesting webinar this week for on food sense and how to make consistent products in um, the food industry. And it just also illustrates our whole philosophy at ZP about you've got to get onto the market, meeting real people, finding out what their real problems are as quickly as possible. Um, we did have a ZP developer zone um, on Thursday, but we also had a, a ZP developer zone um, this morning as well. So today's the 25th of February. Um, this morning, we did cover um, Raman spectroscopy, and we did also cover um, wearable potassium sensors. Everyone's really interested in wearables these days. And I suppose I'm just trying to make people focus in on doing one wearable because, you know, we have these kind of, you know, inquiries that come in that I want to do lactate and pH and sodium and potassium, and possibly glucose. Um, and it's just like, you know, you're just you're, you're doing too much, you know, start with one, get it right. But especially if you choose electrochemistry as your platform, once you've mastered one of these, you know, then it's it's much easier to go on to the next and the next and the next. But if you spread your resources out too thinly on too many sensors, you won't do any of them well. So you're better off going deep on one and then backing off. So we did put together actually a whole um, new page on actually, in fact, I've got the new page um, anyway, so I'll discuss that. But we did discuss um, Rama spectroscopy on carbon electrodes. And I basically said, look, you can, in Rama spectroscopy, you kind of um, illuminate, excite to the sample with a laser. And then you look at the Rama spectrum. Lasers can be a little bit intense in terms of the energy. So you have to sort of turn down the power on those lasers. Um, make sure that you don't char, burn, fry, melt the sample itself. And I found them a scientific paper that said exactly that because that was my instinct, but I also found you know a reference for it as well. Which probably sort of says, you know, that if people ask us a question, we don't just give fairly quick answers. We will, you know, research the answers and then give them in a in a webinar format um, as well. Um, something that comes up a lot these days, and this so we did cover it on our Thursday webinar. Um People are always asking about the cortisol sensor. So I think in order to kind of answer that question now, we've um, actually said, okay, you can use cortisol sensors from ZP, but you have to use it on the SensiOr platform. So I did um, do a little bit of promotion on that this week. I did say that we did cover, we did create a new page this week as well about um, making wearable sensors. And I, I use potassium as the example because the potassium sensor at ZP is probably one of our most mature sensors. I talked about the electronics, the sensor itself the sweat patch the test solution so i did link to all of those um i will say all those things um and then i think the last sort of little bit of news from zp um this week really is um, i just did a video just a minute ago actually about measuring the hotness of carolina reaper powder i did get a comment on youtube this week that says god you guys are getting boring is it i know we you know because we're talking about chili powders and ginger all the time but that i I'd actually say that the the things that we're covering in chilli and ginger are not unique to chilli and ginger, and these are actually reflecting wider problems in industry. You know, rapid, easy-to-do, low-cost test is a wider industrial problem. We happen to be tackling it a lot in the food industry, but I think with any industry, I mean, I'll just make it up, you know, the paint industry, I bet that accurate... Easy to do test is probably you know a problem in the paint industry, an industry full of dyes and pigments, and therefore could be addressed by electrochemistry. Probably doesn't use that much electrochemistry, and you know it's so. If people interpret what we sometimes say in more generic, you'll actually find out that what I'm saying is probably applicable across industries. I think an industry that would benefit from electroanalytical chemistry is probably the pharmaceutical industry. Most pharmaceutical molecules are intrinsically electrochemically active. If you're making what's called an active pharmaceutical ingredient, how do you know how much concentration of that material there is in that reactor? Well, they use quite sophisticated machines to do it, but actually they could have done it on a much lower cost, easier to use um, instrument. Um, So we did cover the measuring the hotness of Carolina Reaper powder this week. But some of the lessons that we talk about in in, in terms of precision and accuracy could be applied, I would say, uh, much more generally. Um, and of course, if you have any technical questions of ZP, we do have our ZP Developer Zone webinar. That The next one will be on the 29th of February, 2024. So if I was to summarize up, yeah, I did like the YouTube comment this week that, you know, we are talking about chili and ginger quite a lot. And I agree, we are talking about chili and ginger quite a lot. If you're more generically interested in electroanalytical sciences and biosensors, just change the words to chili to ginger to just about any industry. And you'll find out that some of the things that we're talking about are more widely applicable. Um, we do have two webinars this week as well. We have a big webinar on Tuesday, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, and this will be on the sense Your All platform. For, so anyone who listens to this who's really interested in commercialising electroanalytical sciences, please come to our webinar on Tuesday this week, either the Monday or sorry, either the morning or the afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. But if you're sort of interested in seeing food sense in a live demo, then we are doing a webinar and demo on Wednesday, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. We do one in the morning, one in the afternoon to cover the different time zones. So with that, I'll wrap it up. If you've got any questions or ZP, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Otherwise, um, we will do another, let's say, wrap up for the week next week. Okay, thanks very much.